Please be seated. We are very few in the church today because of holidays. And it looks as if everybody is tired. Can we laugh a little bit? Nobody's laughing. The message today, <coughs> excuse me, the message today is something that reminds us about who we are. A friend of mine one day invited me to a party to come and eat, drink, and enjoy myself. I told him, listen, I don't have time for party. And actually, I can't remember the last time I went to party. He texted me a message when I, he read what I said. He said, come down and enjoy yourself. There is no time to be dead. Now that I'm leaving, I should come and enjoy yourself. Because, because I have plenty of time to be there. When, when I went out, I knew the teacher would come down the crowd like this. I went to enjoy myself. Because I, th I thought at that moment he told me the truth. In the text where we read in Colossians is where I will start. <clears throat> Set your hearts on things above. What does it mean? Set your things, set your heart on things above. It simply means that you do not belong here on earth. That's what it simply means. You do not belong here on earth permanently. You may have to go to work to earn money in order to eat. You may save money in your bank account in order to wage difficult days. You may build house to shelter yourself and your family. You can buy beautiful clothes to cover your nakedness and look decent. And you may buy a car to facilitate your movement from one place or the other. But those things does not mean that you belong here. Sometimes indeed, <clears throat> These provisions make us to be comfortable temporarily in the period in which we live on earth. And sometimes, actually, we are carried away by certain desires and ambitions that should not supposed to be our major focus. Many times, 
our desires, our ambitions, throw us away from our real focus of life. The struggle of this world, the struggle, all our struggle in this world, is not about what we will take away from this world. Those struggle, everyday struggle, challenges, working hard, buying this, doing that, doing that, is, does not constitute what we are to take away from this world. It constitutes the best that we can make of this world. The best way we can live here and be happy and righteous to God. But our daily struggle, it doesn't constitute of what we are going to take away from this world. You can hear with nothing. And you are living with nothing. That is why the graveyard, Kerekhok, the burial place. That's why the graveyard is the richest place on earth. There is no place on earth that is as rich as the graveyard. Because in graveyard are so many unfulfilled dreams. So many unfulfilled ambitions. So many ambiguous desires that went nowhere. The graveyard is so rich because it is the land of forgetfulness. So every struggle we are having on this earth is not about what you will take away from the earth. You are taking nothing. No matter the amount of money you have in your bank account, when it's time to go, you must leave it and go. And if you did not write any will to indicate who must have it, or you did not give anybody your pin pass and the pass, the government will take over the whole struggle. Set your heart on the things above. You know, in case you forget or you, you pull your mind a little bit away from the meaning of who we are. Always go to Genesis where creation of human beings happened. Anytime you think you're missing the point about what we are doing here on earth, go back to read how did we come here in the first place. In Genesis, God created everything and realized they are good. He said, let us create man to take charge, to control this thing, man and woman, to manage this place. He did not say, 
let us create man and woman to enrich themselves. No. The instruction he said gave to them is enjoy. Live here. Enjoy everything I have put under your control. But when it's time to go, you leave everything where they are. In Africa, there was a man who was drunk. He was, he went, I don't know what his problem is, but he, he got some money somehow and he got properly drunk. And he was walking on the street staggering while he tries to get home. And people were looking at him at his age with pity. How he was completely drunk and staggering to get home. And he, when he saw people folding their hand and looking at him, he said to them, with his, in his drunkenness, he said this, anytime you get money, suffer the money well, well. Because if money gets you, money will suffer you well, well. That was his philosophy. And his way of suffering money is to abuse himself, which is not the right thing to do. You have every right to enjoy yourself on earth. God gave you that right. You have every right to enjoy yourself on earth, to the limit of his righteousness. That's why my friend told me there will be plenty time to be dead. Come, let's go. I said, I think he told me the truth. I went to the party, enjoyed myself, ate, drank. My only regret is that if I had known there would be plenty food, I would have not eaten at home. I started regretting, why did I eat the little food I have at home? When there is surplus here to eat and drink. Oh, I wish I have a spare stomach where I can put the rest. But you are entitled to an enjoyment. If anybody tells you that the person is lying because all the ability God gave us is to create things that can make us happy. But where the problem is, is when we forgot that these things are for our temporal relaxation and enjoyment, and we became so greedy to forget that we will help our brother who does not have enough like us. Or that we will help our sister who doesn't have the same ability, may be health-challenged like we are. People don't realize that the word prosperity does not mean money. By Greek translation, it means good health. So some people, everybody is rich and everybody is poor. What does it mean? 
there are people that are rich in one aspect of life. Maybe they are very healthy. They can knock this wall down with a knock. There are people that are very, they are rich in strength. They are healthy. So when it comes to health, they are very rich. There are people that are very rich because they will have the ability to get money. They had a surplus. They were able to, they're so creative, they could have made some money and it worked for them. They are rich. But if you looked at the person who is very rich with money, he can be very poor in health. And if you look at somebody who is very rich with strength, he can be very poor with money. You see, there is something you have that somebody else don't have. And that where righteousness comes in. That where assistance comes in. Nobody's an island. Nobody's indispensable. There is area, there is something you are gifted to do which somebody else is not gifted to do. And that we are the service and recognition comes. In the chapter where we read, Jesus was teaching about the kingdom of God, telling you not to worry yourself about this life, what to eat, what to drink, telling you that God takes care of your need. In an average, it is not the provision of this world, that is our problem. There is enough resources in this world. There is enough resources in this world that can make everybody happier, healthier, without, going, without having hunger at all. But the problem we have is the mismanagement of those resources, which is where man has not found himself more than he has filled God. Because God gave him all those rich environment. Say, manage it. Even the ones in the ocean. I gave you the power to dominate over them. In other words, you have the ability to swim down the ocean and get whatever thing or food you want there is yours. You have the intelligence to create whatever you like. This electricity and everything. The car will drive. Those intelligence is the ability that God gave us to be happy. So our major problem is not in God's provision. It's in our ability to manage those things. That's where we have problems. And that's why somebody in so many countries, some politicians in many countries, where people are starving to death, they will steal millions of dollars and go and hide it in a private bank. What is he doing there? When you see that the country is starving, the country has no good road, they don't have electricity, they don't have good water, the money that's supposed to provide these services, one person and his family will steal all of them. If I give you an example, I don't know which country. Let, let me use, let me not offend anybody. Let me use mine. 
Nigeria is a country of 200 million people. 200 million. But Nigeria is so rich that they earn from the resources in the country over 500 million in a day. In a day. A country of 200 million has oil, they have tin oil, they have gas, they have a lot of minerals. Even those that we are not touched at all. And they work a cool and 500 million a day. If you share 500 million to 200 million people, at least everybody will get 1 million and they will still have some money left. And one day, I didn't say, just give them, if you collect the money for one month, share one day to everybody. And nobody will ever ask you for money again in their whole lifetime. And still, in such countries like that, people are dying of poverty. People are dying of hunger. People are dying of starvation. And it is like that ever in so many countries. Venezuela, it is like that. Colombia is like that. Brazil is like that. India is like that. Bangladesh, so many countries. Even here in Europe, there are so many countries that we know are properly corrupt. And it is not really corruption. The Bible called it mismanagement. And this young man who came to Jesus while Jesus was busy preaching about the things of heaven, he came to him and said, tell my brother, my senior brother, to share the inheritance. This guy is not asking to have it shared equal. He is asking for a piece of the action. Our father has two houses in Eindhoven. He has three houses in Utrecht. And the hotel in Amsterdam belongs to him. Brother. Erasmus University, Rotterdam, is owned by our father. Brother, let me have a share. The guy said, no. Everything is for me because I'm the first son. And it was breaking this guy's heart that he took this complaint to Jesus. Tell my brother to share our inheritance. It is the same father, the same mother. There are people in this country that inheritance have divided forever. They don't talk to each other again. They don't want to see each other again because the wealth that their parents left was mismanaged. Somebody took it all, even hide the letter, hide the will, took everything. And why is it like that? Because we have forgotten the meaning of who we are. Set your heart on the things above. Means, remember, you don't belong here. It will help you a lot. 
in the way you work very hard, you work extremely very hard. Work 5 a.m. You have gone to work. You close at 3:30. The manager said, you, "Will you do over over time?" You said, "Yes." You work till six every day. The last things will be thanking their God because when you finish all this overtime, they take 60 percent. But if you realize there is time out, you will have time for your work, you will have time for your enjoyment, and you will have time for your God. The reason why many people don't go to church is because they are exhausted. So Sunday, he will, they will lie on bed till 12, 1. You know, sometimes I come here on Saturdays. The road will be very busy. Saturdays, if I have an appointment to be here by 11 or 12, I will be hurrying because I know. Usually I leave my house quarter after 8. Before 9 or quarter to 10, I'm here already on Sunday morning. But if I'm coming here on a weekday, I will leave my house. If I should be here by 11, I will leave my house around 8. Why? Because I'm expecting a very busy road. But on Sunday morning, if you take mattress and go and lie down on the street, you will sleep for at least one hour before a vehicle comes. You will lie down there for one hour, rest before you hear pop, 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 pop. Why? Everybody is completely exhausted and lying down. They have forgotten to give a portion of their time to their God because they thought and they believe that this world belongs to them. But it is not so. So my dear brothers and sisters, let's ignore or work hard against misplacement of priority and set our heart in things of heaven. I have realized that an important aspect of living is also dying. This thing we are preaching today, nature has a way of teaching us the same lesson. So those who doesn't go to church can learn this lesson from nature. From the moment you are born, from the day of your birth is the day you start dying. From that moment, you start dying. Your days on earth will start to reduce by its number. You see people, they grow young. They were, 20 years ago, they were children in primary or secondary school. 20 years later, they are married and have children. Instead of calling Papa and Mama, somebody is calling them Papa and Mama. Very soon you will see them growing gray hair. Very soon you will see them looking for support to walk. It's not about jumping the fence anymore. It's about having a support to move around. Nature has these lessons every day. Why can't we find it that this place is not a permanent place for anybody? And if you live by that, 
your philosophy or your idea of life will be different. Anything that you cannot afford does not, will not exist to you. A car exists only when you can afford it. A nice cloth exists only when you can afford it. And even now, things are getting more easier that in clean lope, you can find clothes that are as good as new. And they don't write clean lope on it. If you buy it and wear it, nobody will, it's your goosey. Nobody cares about where you get it. My only regret is that when I go to the second hand shop, I don't find this kind of cloth. I check everywhere. Where do they put the supplies? Nobody's bringing supplies here. I don't, I don't like, I don't wear jeans. Everywhere, jeans, t-shirt, suit. Where is the cassock? Nothing. So actually, you people are cheating us. But the Lord said, cast your mind in the things above. It will not prevent you from going to work. It won't prevent you from saving a lot of money. It won't prevent you from falling in love. It won't prevent you from building a family. But it will let you understand the nature of your stay in this world. There is nobody that has a permanent residence here. Nobody. If there is permanent residence, the Roman Empire would have been existing by now. The German Empire of Adolf Hitler would have still been in existence by now. But nothing is permanent. This life is a test of righteousness. You live here to prove that you are worthy for a life to come. To prove that you are graceful enough to fellow men that you can live with them in heaven in holiness. To prove that you have enough love in your heart for your fellow men that you can be able to love. Now in the absence of physical God, when you go there with him physically, you will continue loving. But when you don't, well, when it's time to go, you must go. Don't let your ambition be taken over by the graveyard. Use those ambitions at this moment to satisfy your stay on earth. And any time you don't understand, go to Genesis. Genesis tells you, Everything here belongs to you to enjoy, not to own. You own nothing. A friend of mine was telling me he bought a car of 65,000 euros. He was very proud. I said, 65,000 euros, you paid for a car. He said, yes. I said, can I ask you something? Does you still buy benzene for this auto? Or does it use automatically without benzene? The 55,000 goes also with automatic benzene. Does this car eventually go to Apeka to change tire? 
to change oil? He said, yeah, it does everything that a car does. I said, then it is still as good as mine that I bought 1,000. Because they have the same characteristics. Mine go to Africa at 1,000. Yours at 65,000 go to Africa. You see? I asked him, when it cross, when it overspeeds like 120, 130, does the camera give, snap it? He said, yes. So even camera have no respect for this 65,000 worth of car. He said, yeah, okay, we are the same page. <laughs> we are the same page. I was thinking there is, when it goes, the camera will keep quiet. I don't want trouble, 65,000 worth. Or it drives without going to fill up with benzene or charging or anything. And it never spoils. Then I will think how I can get that one. But since it can be repaired, you change the tires. The same way my own car came is the same way that car did what? Came. Don't be fooled by any ambiguity. That's what I'm saying. Don't be fooled by any ambiguity. It's the same life, the same temporal status that all of us have. Let us pray. Father, you are a wonderful God who teaches us to understand who we are and what we have come in this life to do, to please you, to glorify your name to show ourselves of worthy of your kingdom. Let us not forget that we are here temporarily. The pride that we can exercise in ourselves is nothing. The only pride that can lead us home is the pride that we know you, we believe in you, and we live for you. Give us this sense of pride even our brothers and sisters that are watching from home, may they benefit from this spiritual healing that we are receiving this hour. And may this reflect also on our brothers and sisters that are on holidays. But spiritually, we will be united and one people of one love and one kingdom through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.